We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, folks, what's good? We are back. Uh, Another episode of Ain't No Seats podcast. And boys, the Ain't No Seats curse is broken you know let's let's Um, rewind a little bit it's done (laughs) rewind a little bit we started this podcast in 2019 i think early january Mm -hmm. that weekend yudoka azabuki team we're number one in the country we're the best team in the country yudoka azabuki tears a ligament in his wrist out for the year that team stinks the rest of the year get blown out in the second round tournament streak next year year streak ends that year Next year, 2020, we all know that story. We're we're gonna win the Natty. COVID cancels the tournament. Done. Last year, maybe the worst team in the self era get boat raced in the second round. Uh, and you know, we joked this whole year if we don't make the second weekend, the pod's over. The curse is too real for the for the sake of Kansas basketball. We have to cancel the pod. Well. The good news for us and the listeners, we're here to stay. Beecher, and how good does it feel to just be in the second weekend? Feels amazing. Uh, monkey's finally off our back, and AB tried to jinx the old Jayhawks before the game, saying that Creighton couldn't shoot threes, and there's no way we could get upset. And first possession <laughs> of the game, a tall white dude hits a three, and I hate to bring up bad memories, but it immediately made me think of you and I. Like, just yeah. dudes that – I guess that – I think it was Hawkins who hit that three for uh, Creighton, but there was dudes for uh, Kaluma for Creighton, 25% three-point shooter, hits like four, probably four in the first half, and they hit eight or nine in the first half, and I just immediately had a terrible feeling in my stomach, but it feels incredibly good to be uh, in Chicago next weekend, and no Iowa or Wisconsin are going to be there, or Auburn. Yeah, I mean, uh, on top of making the second week, and we're going to get into both these areas. We'll talk Creighton. We'll talk the rest of the way through. But, A.B., as the bracket guy, the, uh, you know, we've been talking scenarios all year. Who do we want to see in the Sweet 16? Who do we want to see in the Elite Eight? And just go ahead and update our fans on what our route to to the Final Four is. And then we'll get our thoughts on how we feel about that. But let's just let's just hear. What is our route? to new orleans if you guys would have told me a month ago that our second weekend the other three teams would be providence miami florida and iowa state i would have shot you both in the face like there's just no way that that's actually what we're looking at 
it can't be real. And I know like we're getting a little nervous because we've had easy roads before and we've choked them away, but I just we couldn't ask for anything more. We even avoided the eight seed we didn't want to face and got Creighton. Now I know that was close, but it just it just felt like one of those weekends and maybe we're annoying when we say we don't get breaks often enough, especially like refs and things like that. Everything broke our way. Everything we could have asked for went our way especially teams in other regions we talked about tennessee all year we talked about kentucky all year they both lost it's just it feels like the brackets opening up for the hawks to make a run and do something special like i said after winning the conference yeah and i mean i think we all i tweeted before we came on like i am i'm getting 2011 flashbacks uh and it's scary march is so scary it's so hard to win games in this tournament but guess what you certainly would rather w- play in games where you're going to be seven, eight, ten point favorites than playing games where you're going to be one, two point favorites. So, like, the opportunity's there. There's really no reason this team sh- can't make a Final Four. Like, if they just play their – we play decent basketball, good basketball these next two games. We should be cutting down and that's going to the Final Four. But we've seen it over and over again. This tournament's crazy, but, like, this weekend could not have gone much better than us for us. Now, Coach K could have lost. I would have been really happy about that, but he didn't. Other than that, this went so well. Um, let's get into Creighton, though, before we really get into the breakdown of just kind of what we have ahead and things like that. But so, B-Turn, you said it really well. Like the the first possession of that game or one of the first possessions when Hawkins hits that three – AB had been all over us. They can't make threes. This is going to be a cakewalk, whatever. It was just like, we've seen this movie before. We've seen it so many times where it's just like teams make tough shots against us in March to beat us. And pretty much everything about that game was the story we've seen where it just ends up we lose, you know, Oach wasn't playing good. Uh, really, none of our main guys were really clicking outside of Jalen. But the guy that, like, we've talked about him all year, the guy we said, can he win us a game in March when our offense is stalling? And we kind of thought it seemed unrealistic a few weeks ago. But here we are. Remy Martin just won us a game in March. How incredible is that to say, me turn Incredible. Um, he's He's been the leading scorer in both games. He's averaging – 17.5 so about 18 a night and he's 59 percent from the floor in the tournament and he's just doing everything like you saw against texas southern and the incredible passes he had to dave and things like that and then on saturday he had 20 points seven boards and four assists and he's just unbelievable like first half i thought it was kind of a shock that we were up at half because they hit eight or nine threes whatever it was and remy just was unbelievable like the entire half and um, we did the live show at Kingdom on uh, Selection Sunday, and you guys looked at me like I was the biggest dipshit ever when I asked if uh, you guys thought Remy could play more minutes than Dewan in the tournament. And right now, it's at it's at fifty minutes for uh, Remy and forty nine for Dewan, which I mean makes sense because Remy's been unbelievable. It's like how can you even take him off the floor right now, dude? And I'm so proud of Bill Self for just like kind of letting Remy do his thing. Now, Remy. I mean, he was obviously absolutely incredible with the only reason we had the lead at half, probably the only reason we win the game, one of the main reasons. But, like, he also, in that second half, he was starting to get a little too comfortable. Didn't you guys think taking some questionable shots? 
and it's fine. I think he earned that a little bit, but I was really proud of Bill for letting him work through that, and he didn't just pull him after. I think he had two of three possessions where he took some pretty ill-advised shots and big moments, and Mm -hmm. so it was nice to see Bill just kind of give him the longer leash and and stick to him, even though, like, you know Bill, he would have probably felt a little more comfortable putting DeWan out there, but he just knew that Remy was our guy, and we weren't winning that game without Remy on the floor, so... um, I want to throw it to you, A.B. A.B., so we were joking. You know, we were nervous about the 8-9 game. I felt like, you know, these were good defensive teams. uh, But you were really confident. At what point in the game did your confidence start to waver? And don't tell me it never did because it had to have. It did at one point, and I think you're still going to say it was too late. But there was a point we were up seven with like two or three minutes left. And then they immediately cut it to one. And we had the ball and missed the shot. So they had the ball down by one about a minute to go. At that point, I was like, okay, shit. Like, we actually might lose this game. And I know that might sound crazy yeah. to some people that like, oh, how did you only think of it then? Like, it was close throughout. They had leads. They kept making shots. But I just, I don't know. It, we always said, I think we were texting about it the whole game. It just kind of had the feel that Creighton, I mean, statistically, they're not a good shooting team. So, like, they had to slow down at some point. At least, you know, law of averages would say. Like, Ryan loves to point yeah. out every episode. And I agree with. <laughs> yeah. But then it just like they just kept hanging around and hanging around and hanging around. But yeah, them having the ball minute left down by one with a chance to take the lead had me gripping my jeans, yeah. if you would say. I felt so focused yeah, I mean, on like, I... I felt so focused on like getting to the second weekend too that anytime we just because we haven't got there since twenty eighteen and for pod's sake, we just want content out. But anytime we would get it to like six or eight or nine, I just started feeling like insanely confident. And then yeah, Creighton just kept scraping back like i think jay cole hit a three from the right wing that got us up eight or nine or something like that and i immediately it was just like you know in march where you get up a little bit you just calm down and you start feeling great and then the game gets tight and yeah they just they would not go away and the whole game late second half i'm just thinking that o'connell transfer from duke was gonna hit a big shot on us or something like we're up one with a minute left and we talked before the pod like what happens if creighton even gets a shot up there but they throw it away and Oach had the breakaway dunk. The moment the game changed. Dude, and, like, yeah, <laughs> I uh, I obviously – I don't know. Like, I don't – I think the fellows were tight most of the game. Like, would you say our performance was tight? I don't really – it was, but it wasn't like – I don't know. Like, Jalen played well. CB, he, he played fine. Oach missed shots. I didn't necessarily get the vibe that it was just a full-on choke job happening i think it was just kind of creighton doing things to make it tough for us but i will say when okay so we go up nine with the j cole three they they cut into it and when it got to that point where they had it at three and i think we ran back-to-back possessions or maybe they got it to five we ran a play to oach oach missed they came down scored cut it to three we ran a play to dave dave missed they cut it to one like that's when i really sensed that we were getting tight and so what happened where they just kind of threw it to us and Oates got the ball and dunked it like that was the most perfect scenario because I do think I don't know uh, you guys can tell me if I'm if you think I'm wrong like I think if Creighton goes up one there with 50 seconds like I don't know if we win that game it, it felt like we had our shot to put them away and if we didn't in that possession that we were gonna potentially lose but maybe i'm wrong doesn't matter now but i don't know how did you feel about just like our composure and, and things like that oh, i thought that either was of you <laughs> i didn't know who was going you go ab 
I mean, I I kind of agree with what you said, right? Like, I don't think they looked like they were making any stupid mistakes like a tight team would normally look like. I just think Creighton played really well. Like, Creighton probably played yeah. about as well of a game as they could play, right? And I think that's yeah. what Did you... makes me more confident going forward. It's like Creighton, analytically and seed-wise, are better than Iowa State and Miami. And they're, like, right on par with Providence, at least analytically. So it's like we didn't play particularly well that level of team played about as well as they could. Like, what is it? What's the recipe for us to lose before New Orleans? You know what yeah, I mean? Like, well, does that makes sense. Is that me overthinking everything? But like, I I don't know. I a complete I just, collapse where we have four guys go zero of twelve from the field and we score twenty eight points. The the thing that would kind of concern me is we we were able to withhold the the storm of threes by Creighton, but like it also took. It also took Remy Martin scoring 20 points. Now, that may just be how he plays. He may average 15 points a game the rest of the way. That is absolutely a realistic possibility. But it also kind of took some a little weird, different performance from us to to win the game. Um, so, but no, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. Like, it, you got to win like that. We Every tournament run we've ever gone on, we win and just – I wouldn't call this disgusting fashion, but it just never felt good. Never felt like we had a truly good flow going. So let's just hope that this was kind of our big game. You have to just, I don't know, pray the whole second half that you're going to win and then grind it out. Yeah. And let's hope we can kind of relax now that we're at the second weekend and, uh, you know, little rest time to prep for Providence. Uh, but I don't know, yeah. B-Turn, how'd you feel just like, I mean, did you feel like we were going to choke away that game or did, were you f- feeling pretty confident? I always felt confident pretty late um, just because during the year, I thought we won a lot of tight games uh, late in the game. Uh, at Texas, we lost, but I thought that, I mean, because we had an episode where we talked about how many close games we had won late that we were due to slip up. So it's like, makes me feel like we did win a ton of games late. So I don't know, we've been... We've been really good down the stretch. I feel like lately, like Tech, it was kind of a tight, it was kind of a tight game, and then we kind of pulled away, and then we did it. We made we made the plays necessary against Creighton. Like Oach had the breakaway steal, Dave had the block. Like Oach's steal only put us up three, one possession, and it looked like Creighton yeah. was going to have an easy wide open look, and Dave had a huge block. I mean, he doesn't block a ton of shots usually, but that was a huge play That's by true. him. And it's not like we didn't shy away either. Like we kind of looked sloppy on offense for a little bit but it, it kind of just felt like because we were going into Dave, which Bill tends to do. But we still – I thought we looked pretty good offensively. And, like, I was thinking yesterday, it's like we got four or five guys that I feel pretty good that could go for, like, 15, 20 in a night. So it's like A.B. was saying, like, we could have a night where we have a bad shooting night, but it's also like we could have a night where we score 80, 90 points. It's like Jalen, OCB, Remy, and even Dave. Like, all those dudes are easily capable of going for 15, 20 in a night. Like – Jalen, the way he slashes and is good on the boards, and CB, the way he's been shooting it, and Oach is getting 15 or so a night, and he's shooting it. Like, we got to talk about that. He has been awful shooting the ball lately. He's 17 for his last 62 from three, which is 27%. So it's like we survived in a sec, like in a scary one, um, without Oach shooting it well. So it's like, law of averages yeah. you would think a 40 a guy that was probably close to 50 percent from three at one point in the year I mean, is going to start shooting it better 
And when I say like this tournament, this this first weekend went as well as it could, it's like we just won a game where Oach continued to slump. And, you know, the fear kind of would have been if Oach comes out, you know, he goes four of six from three against Texas Southern. Then he goes uh, three of five from three against uh, Creighton. And it's like, okay, well, crap. Now he's, he's kind of hot. And can he keep that up? Oach is going to have a game where he gets going. He's too good of a shooter. He's too consistent this year. Like he's going to have a game some point. I hope it's uh, Friday, but some point Oach is going to have like a four, three, four, five, three point game where he just gets hot and kind of puts together a string of minutes where he just takes over a game like we've seen him do. So like, I feel good. I feel really good that we won a game where we didn't get a regular Oach. And it's so crazy that Oach is the level of player he is now. What do you have in the second half? 13 points? Something like that. Something like that. What he finished with, I think he had two at half. He didn't make a shot, but I think he made two free throws in the first half. I think he had 13. Yeah, yeah. I think he finished with 15. He had 13 in the second half. So, like, the dude did not disappear. Like, he hit big shots. It just wasn't the normal, you know, one of them was getting a big offensive rebound putting it back. And that's what you love to see is – you know, a guy that's struggling and probably getting in his head like, oh, my God, I'm blowing this to go in and make a play like that. Like, that's what you want out of your out of your stars. So choose to see. I feel really good about Oates going forward in the rest of this tournament. Yeah. I don't know. Like, so outside of Remy, I mean, who – I think there's a couple obvious ones, but, like, who did you feel kind of was the guy that really put us over the edge, helped us win that game? I don't know. Like, me personally, I still feel like CB should shoot it more and be a little more aggressive. Um, he gets a lot of breakaway layups and things like that. But when he shoot, like, I don't know how you guys feel, but like when he shoots it from deep, I feel great. Like I feel confident when he, like, I think he was 17 of 28, 17 of his last 28 from three for, uh, yeah. Saturday. And he made, he was like one of two. Um, but Jalen, I mean, he got a lot of shots up. He had 14 and 14 on the day. Um, I always feel good about him around the rim and like mid range, but he's, I don't see why he like how he's still struggling so much from deep because last year I thought last year he could shoot it well. But, yeah, I feel I mean, I always feel good about Jalen, like chipping in 10, 15 points and around 10 boards, too. It's like and the thing with Oach, too, is like Oach is doing little things like making huge plays without scoring and he's still staying aggressive. Like the one worry about Oach always with us was like him shying away and just not even hearing his name for a few minutes. But it's like. You talked about the offensive board where he gets the board, goes up, and then late he has the steal breakaway dunk. So, and our guards, like, our guards are so good at rebounding, too. Like, Jalen had 14, Oach had eight, CB had eight, and Remy had seven. And we out rebounded them. Yeah. 40, it was 47 to 31 on the glass. Dude, yeah. I mean, Remy, I was, Remy got the biggest rebound of the game after the Dave block. He got up there and got it. But yeah, uh, Jalen for sure is like he's kind of become like the quiet unsung hero of this team like I think think last year he for a point of the season last year was like the face of our team like it was like Jalen Wilson is the best player on Kansas Um, he got off to a slow start this year I think it kind of he got obviously buried under Oach's success and even CB's success but like Jalen from the start of Big 12 play has been absolutely incredible and I think there were times in that game like even Probably doesn't matter much, but Creighton got up 13 to seven. I was re-watching some of the first half, and Creighton got up 13 to seven. And that's like a moment where you start to sense, like, okay, this could get tight. This could get really nerve-wracking. Jalen just came down, 
we kind of had broken offense. It didn't look good. He just like put his head down, got to the bucket, made 11, made a layup, made it 13-9. And I think we got a steal. Remy hit a three and all of a sudden we had a lead in like two minutes. So it's like Jalen could just be a guy that kind of when things aren't going well, he could just get an offensive board that turns into points or drive, get some points. So he was huge. I just, if we could just get like, I don't even think we need 14 and 14 out of Jalen, but just get like mm-hmm. 10, 11, 12 out of him and he continues to rebound. Like that's going to be so big moving forward. Yeah, uh, I absolutely agree with un, un, unsung hero. Like he just, I feel like he flies under the radar because he was so bad in non-con. So it's like people yeah. outside of KU fans kind of, I feel like they don't think KU has a ton of great players. And I think Jalen is a great player that people don't know about because he was so good in conference play. Like, you easily could have made a case for second team all Big 12. Like, he had better numbers than Akinjo in Big 12 Dude, play. If you look at their Jesse numbers. Newell put him on, Jesse Newell put him on his first team. Yeah. Like, so he you had better. Make that case, too. He had better numbers and better percentages than Akinjo. Like, he had, he, at one point, um, Nick Schwert tweeted that he had the best field goal percentage in the whole league in Big 12 play. So it's like, you look at Jalen's stats on the year, I think he's averaging nine or 10 points, maybe, maybe more. And it's like, people probably see that and are like, they don't really realize how good Jalen is, is and how good Jalen was last year. Like in conference play, it felt like he was like an automatic 12, 13 and eight or nine boards. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's awesome to see. And like, I think, yeah, we, we have to have him continue to play at that level for us to keep, you know, winning games. He, he wins you those types of games by just getting in there, getting boards. He helps a ton um, with us being pretty small, things like that. AB, uh, I don't know if you read, but did you see McDermott? Uh, he said his game plan was, uh, I want to, one, we'll let it fly, which they did. They let it fly. But their other game plan was, we're going to hang, we're going to put our power forward on Dewan Harris, and we're going to just not guard him. We're just going to let him do his thing, which, okay, we've seen that before. It makes sense. Well, they decided they weren't going to adjust their defense, even when Remy came in, they just decided, Hey, we're just going to do the same game plan the entire time. So that's why Remy was wide open every time he touched the ball. And it's just like, how, how outrageous of a game plan is that by Greg McDermott? Has this man never seen Remy Martin shoot a basketball? It, it genuinely blew my mind. I didn't know. What th- I thought they just <laughs> didn't see like the substitution at first. Like when Remy came <laughs> yeah. in for Dewan, I was just like, Oh, they just had a little miscommunication. Thought Dewan was still in. They lagged off. Whatever. They'll fix it. They just didn't fix it. They never fixed it. Dude. It was great. It was like Remy was confused too. Like I, the first shot Remy took, he kind of like hesitated. He was like, wait. Yeah. I should not be this open. And, and there was one that strange. he didn't take too, where he was like wide open yeah. in transition. He just like stopped and ended up passing it, which I was annoyed with because I'm team be aggressive, Remy. But like it yeah. was mind blowing me. It just, and he's a good coach. I don't really know what yeah. the thought process was yeah. there i mean remy's it's not like remy's i mean he's new this year to ku like being productive but it's not like he's a new face to college basketball he's been scoring <laughs> yeah, yeah. 20 points a night for four years like it, it just doesn't you make know. any sense to me how like how do you not know the name remy martin right it's like the dude's averaged 20 points he averaged 20 points a, a game at arizona state two years in a row it's almost like he looked at his stats this year that's all he was averaging like seven or eight um, yeah. But he's, he's 36% from three. And it's like, it felt like they stayed sagging off him that entire first half, even like he hit a three yeah. early, like w- right when he checked in and then he was, he had wide open jumpers. It felt like the rest of the half. And it's like, how do you, 
as a coach that's been around for a minute and you pay attention to college basketball and you know what's going on around the country, how do you not know who Remy Martin is? Like a, he was preseason Big 12 player of the year in a loaded conference, the best conference in the country. Yeah, I mean, it. I, I'm relieved because, and I don't know, Remy probably yeah. would have still got his points, but like – do we win that game? I, I think Bill Self said this in post game. Like our team doesn't win that game two months ago. Like I, I think I fully agree with that. And I think, yeah. you know, when we had tons of concerns about this team, it was like, okay, when the offense stalls, who are you going to? If if Oach is struggling, who are you going to? We, we didn't really have a guy that could go create a bucket out of nothing, and uh, and I think we kind of talked ourselves into Dewan. Like, oh, we're fine with Dewan at point guard, but like. I guess we talked ourselves into that being good enough to maybe reach a final four. I don't think we ever talked ourselves into that being good enough to win a natty, but like, I don't know where you guys are at. I think Gonzaga would be an incredibly tough matchup for us. I don't know how we would guard them, but really wanted them to lose. Like, last night, obviously. Yeah. And I still think they could lose. Like they are not unbeatable. They're not, even, they're nice. not as good as they, yeah, they're not as good as they were last year, but like I, it very well might not happen, but like, I really like, KU's chances of getting to a national title game if they continue to play well. And then it's like, I mean, I guess for the first time all year, I think I've really started to allow myself to consider that we could win a national title. Like, is that fair? AB, I think you've been kind of strongly against this team winning a natty, but like, is it fair to say like we absolutely could, (laughs) which sounds crazy as a one seed, but like, I don't know. No, I mean, you're not wrong. Uh, we've talked about it so far, like how many guys can go out and put up 15 or 29. And we laugh at McDermott for how he guarded Remy and how what his game plan was. And I'm not saying this is like the right way to go about it, but how would you guard KU? Like you got to lag off someone. You your College basketball teams don't have five awesome defenders. Like no one does. And any one of them, someone's going to get theirs on any given night. So like we can laugh at it, but it's got to make you guys feel confident our roads easy and we're playing our best basketball of the year and we have a brand new it's it's like a brand new weapon it's like we unlocked a new level to where we just have like another dude that's playing like an all-american right now it it just bill said it it changes the whole ceiling of this team so i've gotten way more confident over the last two weeks it's crazy if we went back and listened to our episode after tcu i can't imagine how different it sounds compared to now we absolutely can win a natty yeah yeah, uh, we have one of the best players in the country. We have a potential first rounder this year, even in CB. We have Jalen, who will play in the league someday, and is one—he's easily one of the best rebounders I think in the country, at least like yeah. non-big men. Um, and then you got your sixth man is one of the best guards left in this tournament, like point guards, and he's leading your team in scoring in the tournament. Like ever since KC and we started guarding Bynum defensively, it's like this team absolutely can win a Natty, and I think we obviously have okay. a great run to get to the semifinal game um, in New Orleans. We got a lot of work left to do, but it's like Remy. I mean, Remy's one of the best point guards in the country. He has been for a couple of years, and that's a dude that's coming off your bench right now, giving you 15, 20 a night in the tournament so far. And he's not just scoring, and he's not like coming in. He had a span there against Creighton where he was chucking up shots, but it's like he's not just scoring the basketball, coming in, chucking up shots, like trying to will Arizona State to a win. Like he's coming in, getting guys involved, getting guys wide open layups, Skying for rebounds. He, he's trying 
he's trying so hard on defense. Like that's what's been maybe the biggest takeaway for me is like right. he is bought all the way into the point where he was gassed, asking out of the game. And like mm-hmm. obviously I think his endurance is probably taking a hit sitting out for so long, but he is trying so hard. Like to think of where he's at compared to where he was two months ago, it's just uh it, it just makes you smile, makes you so happy. I'm so happy for him. Uh A B, were you gonna say something? Yeah, I just while we're talking national title, I am I crazy for like I've been thinking about this all episode. Am I crazy for thinking about this and comparing him to like the 08 team roster wise? Like now that Remy's well, back in it, Remy's our Sharon, Dewan can be rushed. So, we've got so Shy and Rush maybe together. You got to stretch for Jalen Durrell Arthur. Like it, I just kept like that's literally all I've been thinking about for the last 27 minutes and 20 seconds is how this team compares roster wise to the 08 team, and it got me very excited. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Okay, well, let me throw this out because a few weeks ago, I think we kind of compared like, hey, you know, Remy's not ever going to be Remy, but, you know, can Remy kind of be a, he won't be as good as Sharon, but, you know, Dewan can be the Russell Robinson and Remy can be the guy that comes in and gets a couple buckets off the bench. He can't be Sharon. Well, now, like, am I crazy to say if Remy plays even remotely close to what he's played these first two games? I think that is... And I don't want to say something absurd, but as a sophomore Sharon, I think Remy is maybe just as good off the bench as Sharon was. I don't know. Am I crazy? Should we settle down? Should we settle I down? He, he's I thought lead. you were going to say overall he was better than Sharon, but no, you're that. No, better. just like sophomore year off the bench, what he brings off the yeah. bench. I think I mean, it's sure. now comparable. 
He's been our leading scorer in both tournament games, and he has four straight games and double figures. Like, yeah, it's I don't see, wild. I don't, I don't think that's an issue. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 like I know Malik. Malik obviously like he took off in March, but it's so different to me. Like this is unheard of. What's happening right now? Malik did not really. Malik started every game that year, pretty much. Like, Malik got 30 minutes a game. He just wasn't playing that well. For Remy to go from not playing in mid-February to earning Bill Self's trust to be playing in the final minutes of a second-round NCAA tournament game, like, it's crazy. I don't – I would have never thought this was possible. Dude, I went from how is this guy going to give a senior speech against Texas to this guy might win us a national title. Like, he's not going to be the only reason we win a national title, but there's no way we'd be this confident or feel this great about us winning one if he wasn't doing what he's doing. Like, he won us, he just won us a tournament game. So, like, this dude has a chance to win us a natty or be a freaking huge reason we do. And I, I literally was like, what is this dude going to say during his senior speech like a couple weeks ago? Yeah, and it's like it's one game at a time. I want to cut the natty talk, but it isn't, and it's not just natty. But like when you just look at the game, you got it. We've said it: guard play, guard play, guard play. We have good guard play, but we haven't had a good lead guard with the ball in his hands. And those are the guys you see in big moments making the plays that win games in March. And we haven't had that, and that's been kind of terrifying. But like now we do. And Remy, I mean, I don't know. It's it's so nice to have a guy that, I mean, his he looks so quick. Like even just the way his knee has improved these over these last couple of weeks is crazy. So, and he's hitting jumpers. Know. He's hitting jumpers. So it's like those guards got to get out and contest him. And when they do, he can blow by them, get to the rim, or big slide over and collapse, and someone's wide open for a look. But it's like, I know Bill's not going to change it up um because it's working but it's like how hard would it be right now if you were the head coach of KU to not start Remy Martin yeah and I don't want Bill to like I don't want to I don't want to mess with it but yeah I saw fans asking for it like why would he not play it's whatever let's just make sure he's in after the first TV timeout like that's fine and Dewan's been fine like Dewan was great against Texas Southern um and Dewan scored a quick five in the game like he had a I think he had a layup and a, a three against Creighton. So, I mean, Dewan's fine. It's just Remy does things Dewan simply can't do. Um, so, yeah, I, I hope and, Bill – I mean, Bill obviously will keep doing what he's doing, but I could see how that would be hard. And Remy's guarding too. So, it's like what yeah. really is Dewan providing that Remy's not? Because, like, Remy's rebounding. He's he, he's averaging – he's had 15 and 20 in both games, and then he's been – He's really – he had a couple bad – he made a couple mistakes on Saturday, like turning the ball over. He had Dewan wide open for a layup where they tipped it. But, like, his passing ability right now, too, is incredible. So, it's like – I don't know. you got to stick with what works. But it's like what if we start Elite Eight game or Final Four game and Dewan starts and they're leaving him wide open and he chucks – he shoots like three threes, misses him, and a team gets out to like a 10-0 lead or something. It's like, yeah, you can get Remy yeah. in quick, but it's like – I don't know. I feel like we would start like starting quick is huge, and so I feel like Remy, we could like we could be the team that gets out to an 8-0-10-0 lead in the semifinal game, and like maybe do what we did against like UNC in 08, like not quite that to that level, yeah. but it's like I feel like we could really start quickly if Remy did. Start. But wouldn't that? 
wouldn't you have been making that same argument? I'm not saying you're wrong. It's just I'm kind of looking at it from the other way. Like, wouldn't you have made that same argument in 2008? Like, man, if we just had Sharon out there, we could get out to big start. That team still got out to big starts. This team can still get out to big. I mean, this team jumped all over Baylor at Allen Fieldhouse uh, without Remy. So, I mean, we can still get off to big starts. Uh, yeah, you're right. I uh, All right, I don't want to talk too much more about Remy. I do want to talk just about the rest of the kind of the – first weekend as we said it it went about as well as possible and i want to dedicate let's not dedicate too much time but who would we be if we didn't dunk all over kentucky for a little bit um i mean are you sure to they (laughs) them losing to saint (laughs) them losing to saint peter's that ranks up there as one of my favorite ncaa tournament non-ku moments like right like that's one of the best absolutely by the peacocks just coming out of nowhere, like, and we said it on the live show and our second show after the bracket was released. Like, everyone on planet Earth had Kentucky in the final four. It wasn't even a thought to have St. Peter's beating Kentucky, and Never, for that to happen, yeah. like right before the Hawks tipped off, was just, it was just so perfect. It was so perfect. It, it perfectly leads into the narrative that we have been building that Coach Cal sucks. And he didn't do anything. I mean, he, he doesn't suck, but when was the last time he did anything? He hadn't been to a Final Four since 2015. No he hadn't won a title shit. since 2012. It's like yeah. he gets all this talent in, and everyone praises him, and he's changed the game of basketball. Like, he and Coach K have absolutely changed how people look at recruiting and how the game is played and how the game is watched. But at the end of the day, neither of them are going to Final Fours. And so just to see, yeah. you know, one of your biggest rivals, I know people are back and forth like, oh, we, you know, they're not in our conference, whatever. I think of Kentucky as our biggest rival because I feel like we still play them every year. So seeing them lose to a 15 yeah. seed, I'm not going to say it was good as like seeing Mizzou lose to Norfolk, Man. but it was <laughs> it was up there. That was fucking Dude, awesome. That was beautiful. Um, it was like we dunked on Kentucky on Twitter, but it was kind of tough just because we still had to play. And it's like that Kentucky spread was close to our spread. Like that was an 18-point spread. KU was like a 21, 22-point favorite, but that was so awesome. And I love St. Peter's. Like they're super fun to watch. Uh, the white dude who's ugly as hell, but he hit, some, he hit some huge shots against Kentucky late, and it was just so fun to watch. And it was kind of crazy, too, because, like, I was watching it at the peanut, and it was on at the same time as the Creighton game, and they changed every TV on, in there to the Kentucky game, and you're kind of looking at the Creighton game up top, and uh, yeah. Creighton ends up coming back, which I feel like ended up being monstrous for us because Cal Brenner got hurt and things like that. And I don't know if we would have beat San Diego State. Like, that would have been a tough matchup, but, yeah. <laughs> Kentucky fans like they want Cal fired and they went nine. Oh, yeah. So nine and 16 last year, and then they just lost to a 15 seed. And Bill came to KU like 40 plus wins behind Kentucky, and now we're tied for the most wins of all time. Uh, college basketball, just just give this some thought, though, guys. Like, remember, he's playing with 18 and 19 year olds. He'll be sure to tell yeah, you that if they lose a the game and they struggle. They're just kids. Um, you know, he won't take any blame yeah. for only playing with those 18 and 19 year olds, but you know, so you know, only only that. he can't even use that excuse anymore. He went out no. and recruited a bunch of transfers that are old. Like it was just I mean, they B turn said it. They had their worst season in program history last year, and they just lost their worst NCAA tournament game back to back years. So just for a little fun, I I I know we talked about kind of reading some Kentucky meltdowns. I don't want to take too much time out of this podcast, but I just wanted to read a few of the Rupp Rafter headlines for us to giggle at before moving on. Okay, first one. Tubby never went to the NIT and never went out first round at UK. 
those guys wanted Tubby Smith gone for so long. They forced that poor man. He was the nicest man you'll ever meet out. Uh, so can we fire Cal now? Does John Calipari owe us an apology? Does Cal have enough character to resign? Uh, let's see. Oh, my fi- one of my favorite ones was they said, we got to call Buzz Williams immediately. Buzz Williams, the guy that went on a 10-minute rant about his team not making the NCAA tournament. That's how down bad Kentucky is that they want Buzz Williams to be there. Trying to get a team of a or a coach of a bubble team to come to Lexington and turn it all around for him. Just hire the and same then not to get, coach. And then not to get political, but just an all-time one here. Uh, this is karma for kneeling for our nation's flag and anthem. Yep. <laughs> Shut up. That's why you lost to St. Peter's because uh, that's the reason. Those kids. Neil, but wow yeah i got Just, i got uh, two of them to read off i think i tweeted all right one of let's them. see all right I let's mean, hear Rupp, it Rafters is incredible after losses but uh the thread title was cal should be fired tomorrow and the guy says what does it take he has destroyed the program win or lose this is disgraceful so he's saying that before the game's even over like yeah they lose. were they were ready for him to be gone he's won a natty and he's like played in a national title game but he's destroyed the program and then this guy, before the game was even over, said the same thing. He said, "When win or loss, Cal has to go. Why in the hell do we keep putting up with him? He's not worth having. Yeah. I mean, careful I what you wish get, for, though. Kentucky. I, I texted a friend of mine who's a Kentucky fan, and he said, Jay Wright, Billy Donovan. I mean, it's crazy. Jay Wright's too. not coming. No. Billy Donovan, maybe. No on you're Billy a Bulls D. fan. Hard no on Billy D. It's crazy how many people, like AB said, had them in the final four and like winning it all. I had them winning it all in a ton of brackets. I I filled out a few. Um, but if I feel, I feel like if they escaped that game, they had a chance to win it all. Like just escape yeah. that game. Obviously they did, but it's like if they just escape. I mean, Oscar's a monster. They have Dylan Grady, who's the wettest of all time, and then Ty Ty, who's going to be a lotto, but. I mean, escape that game, and they're not saying shit about Cal. Like, they easily could have made it to the Final Four. It's just crazy what March can do to you. Like, if we lose yesterday, we're up one with a minute left. Like, Bill, people are on Bill's ass. One scene, you don't escape the first weekend. You haven't been – you haven't played in a Sweet 16 yeah. game since 2018. Yeah, I mean, but I think the Kentucky thing puts into perspective just how good we have it with Bill. Because, yeah, Bill – 100%. He's underperformed as a one seed. We, we should have been in more Final Fours. He should have won the Natty in 2011. He's had these types of moments, but he hadn't missed the tournament two times in nine years, and he hadn't lost to a 15 seed. Uh, so, yeah, it it's brutal to think of, you know, how badly Kentucky fans feel about their program right now. They'll be fine. Calipari will be fine. I guarantee Calipari goes to another Final Four in the next couple of years, which is why – we had nah. to take some time to dunk on him. But He's all right. For Don enough Staley. about Calipari. Let's talk a little more about just this upcoming week. Uh, and I think we're hopefully going to do another episode before Friday, talk way more detail on Providence. But just high level B turn. Uh, kind of what can you tell me about Providence? What can you tell listeners? What can we expect? Uh, they obviously, you know, their big thing is they're, they've got a great record. What are they, 26 and 5, something something crazy think, like that? I, be- I believe it's 27 and 5. But analytically, Ken Palm doesn't love them. Torvik doesn't love them. they number one in the luck factor on uh, Ken Palm. So they've won a ton of close games. But yeah, uh, so I don't know. I mean, what do you have to say about Providence? 
You're gonna make me do a full breakdown of them if I you don't be careful. But um, they start oh, five high level. Yeah, they start five seniors. Um, top their top seven guys that actually play minutes. Six of those seven are seniors, and then uh, their sixth man is uh, Jared Bynum. Uh, he's a junior. He's their best shooter, 42% from three. So I feel like everyone stresses Ed Cooley's teams are super tough. So it's like it'll be a battle. It'll be a grind. And it's like six seniors fighting for their college careers. So it's like it's going to be a battle no matter what. Um, yeah, Ken Palm has them as like a 30-second offense and uh, 80th defense and then adjusted tempos in the 270s. So they play pretty slow. Not amazing defensively, pretty solid on offense. Like Bynum's 42% from three, Horchler's 41% from three, and then Reeves is 38% from three. So they got three pretty solid shooters. And then we'll, so, I'll get into like, I'll get into some of their performances later in the week, but they've had some absolute shitters. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like they, 30 points. yeah, they, uh, how many threes did they make this weekend? I mean, they kind of shot lights out, I think, which, you know, can be scary can't is it like oh are they peaking at the right time or is it kind of like okay they played really good against 12 and 13 seeds they made a ton of shots they're not going to continue to do that against the Kansas defense which sneaky sneaking back up we're top 25 Ken Palm efficiency now and we've been outside the top 30 all year so I mean I don't know Providence you hear seniors you hear shooting so five uh, does that scare you guys at all like i mean we we have a lot of vets we have a lot of experience and things like that but starting five seniors like in an ed cooley team they just seem super tough to me and it's like i feel like uh you two aren't very high on them but it's like 14 and three in the big east and two of those losses were to villanova by like they lost by two and they lost by like four or five yeah so i uh or i guess ab i mean you seem way confident. I'll kind of give my thoughts on what I expect. And Go I ahead, because i got to find something. Okay, oh, well, man. here's where I feel. If we had Providence in two days, let's say they're our Elite Eight matchup, I think I'd be terrified because four seniors like or five seniors, like a team that can get hot, a team that, I don't know, I feel like it's harder to a scout against a veteran team that, I don't know, I would be a lot more worried. And I'm still obviously nervous. This is Kansas basketball in March. You should always be nervous because we can do some of the dumbest things you could ever see in this tournament. But I think Bill Self with a week to prepare against a team that they're just flat out. Like they just, I mean, they're not. If you tell us at the beginning of the year, we're taking a team that kind of fits this mold and ranks where they rank and things like that, like you're pretty dang happy to see them in the Sweet 16. I think we all agreed out of all the four seeds, it's the one we wanted. So it's like I go back to what I said at the beginning of the show. Like if we just play our game, play how we've played to this point in the season, we should handle Providence. And AB, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the line, things like that. Um, but I feel pretty good about it. I hate that I feel good about it because I feel like every time I feel good about a tournament game, it goes poorly. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I think you can't be much happier with what we've got. Obviously, Richmond might have been more appealing, but you can't, can't, get, a 12, can't get a 12 seed. But, uh, I don't know, A.B., let's hear your Providence thoughts. I mean, first of all, we're just better. Like, look at the other four seeds, too. Like, would you rather play UCLA in the Sweet 16? Would you rather play Arkansas in the Sweet 16? 
I can't even think about the other one. Whoever's in the Houston, South. who's a Houston, wagon. Yeah, Houston's a wagon. So it's <laughs> yeah. like I'd much rather play Providence than any of them. I just don't think they're very good. They have a good record, so they do win games. That has to mean something. They're old, which means a lot, obviously. But I just wanted to quote my guy to the top left of the screen, Braden Turner, just to prove my point about why we're all nervous. We could be playing Piper High School and we'd be shitting bricks in the tournament. That's just how the <laughs> tournament is. Like, it doesn't matter who we play. Yeah. I'm sure some of you guys get a little nervous going into Thursday night against Texas Southern. Yeah. Like, that's just that's just how basketball is this time of year. We've but if you look at it like kind of, you know, like you would any other game, they're going to be eight-point favorite. You're going to have the crowd advantage. You're going to have the talent advantage. You have the coach advantage. It's just Head coach? as <laughs> the GOAT. It's just I don't know. I, it's hard to feel more comfortable in this kind of environment, this time kind of game, um, you know, at this stage of the tournament. So I feel great. Maybe I'm overconfident, but yeah, I just, I don't know, just feels like the year that they're gonna make a run. I know, yeah, like I know what you're saying about March. It's like I felt me and AB were stupid confidence confident against Creighton, and like watching that, I just had a sick feeling from the start when they started hitting threes and. Like at the end, I was like, dude, if we lose, I'm never gonna be confident again in the tournament. Because conf- I like I go into games like. Uh, we could lose like we could lose to anyone but Creighton I was like we're winning this game by 20 and then we're up one with a minute left so it's like I think like with Providence to me like it just depends on what team shows up like they have a lot of vets a lot of seniors but like I said they've had some shitty performances and then they beat Texas Tech and they won at Wisconsin it's like Wisconsin we're not high on them but that's two three seeds in the tournament Um, but I can't wait to talk about some of the performances they've had this year like you guys might shit your pants at some of the numbers (laughs) Okay, well, yeah, like I said, I want to save uh, – we're, we're kind of running out of time here, so I want to save more of a deep dive on Providence and just just everything um, for something maybe before that game Friday. I did want to throw this stat out to you. If you're wanting to get confident, uh, Torvik, you know, he's kind of a different type of – similar to Ken Palm for those that aren't familiar. Uh, he has a thing where he just does tourney odds. And right now – the team with the best shot to make the Elite Eight is Gonzaga at 80% is what he's saying. And Kansas comes in second at 77.7%. So obviously makes sense, feels really good about us winning. But yeah. he then has us higher. He has us as a higher percentage, which makes sense. And this may change. This may be different because I think this is what it was when Auburn and Wisconsin were still in the field. He has us at 54% to make the final four. Uh, and like I said, I think that number may go up. We'll have to see. I don't yeah. really know. I'm not like a total analytics nerd like Jesse, but yeah. uh, Jesse it's tweeted, wild. Jesse just tweeted uh, 538 probabilities and said KU's higher than a coin flip at 52%. I think that was before that was before Auburn lost too. Do you guys want a little, a little more backing of this? I just <laughs> I pull up the this. odds. Just pull up the odds. KU to win the Midwest region is minus 210. And we were 2020 before the game. And national championship odds, Gonzaga's plus 230. The Kansas basketball Jayhawks are the second favorite at plus 440. Arizona (laughs) tied with TCU right now, 13 minutes left there at plus 700. So, I mean, uh, that makes you guys um, comfortable. I mean, but I, I texted, I forgot if it was you guys or if it was with Allen and Jane's. If TCU beats Arizona tonight, just go through the eight teams on our side of the bracket and tell me who's playing for the national title because there's one team that looks a lot different than the other teams there. In my opinion. <laughs> um, I mean, I'll, let's just settle. 
one more one more thing about confidence, and I'm not trying to jinx it, but we've talked about this a lot. Bill Self in first round games and um, Sweet 16 and Nash in semifinals in the Final Four. He has a great record, and he's eight and two in the Sweet 16. So eight and two, I believe. I don't know if that's accurate, but yeah, great with time to prepare. Like obviously, he lost to Bradley Bucknell in the first round, but that was early in his career, a long time. Like he hasn't lost. He hasn't lost in the first round since then, right? Yeah, seven, or, 16 so, yeah. years or whatever. And the, 15, and I don't know. Hate bringing up bad memories, but the two freaking losses in the Sweet 16 are absolute choke jobs. Like Michigan State, I guess I'll give them that one, but Michigan was all-time choke. So it's like yeah. he could easily – not trying to give us wins, but shit, he's 8-2 and two with two heartbreaking losses that we should have won. So him with time okay. to prepare, I feel great. <laughs> I agree. I feel great about us winning uh, next on um, this Friday, but just to uh, <laughs> just to make things a little, you know, we gotta we gotta side towards. Let's not get overconfident. So I want to throw something your way. Another statistic. I'm scared. The Kansas Jayhawks, when heading into the VCU game in 2011, had over a 50 percent chance to win the national title. Better than a coin flip to win the national title. Not just make the Final Four. Win the national title. <laughs> they were twelve point. We lost. Someone tweeted today. Yeah, it's so just, we were twelve I, point favorites against them, and then what were we against Oregon and KC? AB nine or ten, something stupid. <laughs> he sounds sick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why are we? So, I mean, we we've got an awesome team, and we're worried about losses from five or ten years ago. Right now, it's just a matter of let's not get overconfident because. I don't know. One game at a time, well, baby. Let's just beat let's, Providence. Let's not get over negative because of stuff that's happened in the past few years, though. I, I'm not getting over. I'm <laughs> not getting just, negative. I'm just. <laughs> I just love how confident AB is in our team now. It makes me feel great, and it, it's yeah. got to be because of Remy, dude. Like it has to be. I mean, it's just we have another guy that can be the best player on the court at any given time that just came out of nowhere. So it's like that guy said, "Uh huh." Like yeah. what? What else can you ask um, for at this point? Breaking news: Texas just lost. They are done. Um, Rip. But let's uh, let, let's wrap this up. Uh, like I said, we want to come back. We want to talk more Providence. Talk more, just kind of the the way there. We have a potential Chuck Moore Elite Eight matchup that we could see, which would be crazy. Or I, I mean, oh Tristan my god, I could, the fact that we just if we beat Providence, we have Miami or Iowa State sitting in front of us. Like I'm not even saying I'm that confident. I am, but I'm just saying that's crazy. That is wild that this is the real world we're living in right now. I'd rather um, play Miami, right? Let's just get that out of the way. Beating a team three times. I don't know. Well, Miami's no, obviously the scariest. I know, but like they suck. We talk about it. They're bad. They're bad. But <laughs> How are like winning. The only thing that would worry me is it would be closer to a 50-50 crowd than Miami would be. If it was Miami versus KU, it would be 90-10. to 10. So, like. And that's a game where it's just like we get, I mean, it's everything to lose on KU's side. And, and it's absolutely nothing to lose on Iowa State's side. So, yeah, let's not I mean, get ahead. We're not talking that. Elite Eights. We're not talking Elite Eights. That's right. We're talking Final Fours. But, all right, to wrap this up, I'll just say. Like I said, what a weekend. We're loving this team. We just uh, we made a second weekend for the first time in 2018. The pod is not cursed, which is huge news. Man, 
I'm just so excited to just read about the Hawks all week. Uh, that that wait until Friday is just the best. It's one of the best weeks of the year when your team's got there. You have that sigh of relief. So uh, this is March. It's that. the best. I'm telling you, I'm so happy. But all right, all right. You guys got anything else? Bill Self, eight and two in Sweet Sixteens. That that's a great stat to leave the people with. So I'll thanks be there for listening. We'll be back. If you want to part with yeah. me, let me know. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys later this week. Rock Chalk. Rock Chalk. <laughs>